into business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Everybody, hope everybody's doing good. Give me one sec. I'm actually gonna start streaming on YouTube here. Also, I'm actually uh, just hit that YouTube stream button right now, so I am also streaming on YouTube. If anybody wants to go, I will uh, go ahead and pop that right into the chat room right here. And give me a second, I'll pop that in the chat room. If you guys want to join me on YouTube, you're welcome to do that. So uh, here we go. I've got it right here. And I will go ahead and get this loaded up, get this, get this, and here we go. All right, yeah, we got Roadhouse right here. It is loaded up. We are streaming on YouTube also, and like I said, if you guys want to go ahead, just jump on over there. I'm getting it pulled up right now. Give me a damn second. Hold on, everybody. All right, I'm on YouTube. You guys go ahead. Hollywood Hangout Podcast. Go ahead and check it out. It's the one with, obviously, the little star there, right over there. And uh, you'll find us right there. So there we go. Check us out, Hollywood Hangout, on YouTube. And, uh, yes, I am streaming on YouTube live also. But um, So tonight, obviously, I am uh, David Richardson coming at you right now. Just wanted to uh, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Yeah, I've got my little hat on here. I just wanted to... I'm lazy this week. It's been a kind of a snow, a snow week here. So uh, <laughs> had two days off work and got the weekend off. So it's been pretty nice. But uh, we're here to talk Roadhouse tonight. One of my, I mean, what a great movie on so many levels. Uh, but we're here to talk Roadhouse. I'm sitting right here. I'm looking at uh, Mr. Patrick Swayze. 
this is the first Patrick Swayze movie I've ever done. That's, I think, ever been done on this show. I don't think we've done a Patrick Swayze movie. But, I mean, that is a beautiful mullet right there. You cannot beat that mullet. That is amazing right there. It's like, I mean, totally just the swoosh in the front. I mean, the, 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 the length. It was awesome. Awesome mullet on this man. But um, that's what we're going to be talking. Roadhouse, 1989. lot of stars in this movie and we will get to them as we go uh we'll kind of meet everybody going throughout the movie and uh, we'll go ahead and post up some pictures of everybody throughout the movie as we usually do um and i've got some clips here ready to play also so it's gonna be fun gonna be a good one and like i said this is uh one i've been wanting to do for a while just um i was a little worried because there's a lot of first of all there's a ton of uh music in the background so i gotta really be careful what i play and when i'm playing it um so i just need to go go easy on that right there which i'm planning on doing but um definitely want to be doing that but uh gonna have that and like i said i've got the uh i've got the movie over here and i've only got one computer tonight went from having no internet to something happened to the bottom computer which is up here so I'm doing this all on one screen. So hopefully this is all going to work out just fine. But um, I think it will. I'm not really worried about it. I don't think there's going to be a problem at all. We're going to be uh, getting into the movie anyway, just starting up in a few minutes here. Um, and like I said, I think it's going to go well. I've got clips to play. I've got pictures to show. I've got pictures to show you as the clips play. And it's going to be a fun one right now. So why don't we quit dilly-dallying, quit jerking around. Let's get into the fucking movie. What do you guys say? All right. This is Roadhouse. Again, if you guys don't know how I review these movies, I go through. I play some clips. I'll show you guys pictures on YouTube. So once again, if you guys want to join on YouTube, please go ahead and do that. Um, and you guys can see where else you can get me right there on top on the banner up there. And all right, let's get to this movie. So we get to uh, this bar called The Bandstand. And that's the first place we see. And, you know, we go right up there and there we go. It's the bandstand. And we also see uh, Kevin Teague, who plays Tillman in this movie, who's kind of a creepy dude. But uh, he's the guy that's scouting. Basically, that's what he's doing is he is scouting um, Patrick Swayze as the cooler for his bar. So he walks in and, you know, he sees all these people. They're spending money. They're doing this. But the first thing he sees is a band. All right. Now, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and start right here. Bam. This gentleman right here. This band, um, if you play, hear this movie, they're talking about a, uh, playing a song. By, uh, don't throw uh, don't throw stones. Good fucking uh soundtrack on this movie also so definitely one to check out but um so we see him now this band is also known for if you give me one sec i will get the hold on here he is known for if you've ever seen from dusk till dawn uh the band playing at the beginning of the movie right here is called cruzados now after this band broke up, the lead singer, Tito Lavara, he formed Tito and Tarantula. Now, that's a band played, uh, they were at the Titty Twister 
in Dust Till Dawn. So you have heard their their songs and seen them in more than just one movie. So that's the other movie you've seen these guys in right here. And um, so he goes in, like I said, he's walking around and, uh, you know, he's he's checking everything out. There he is. There's Mr. Uh, Mr. Kevin Teague right there. And, you know, he's just checking everything out. He's seeing everything going on. And obviously he's liking it. He wants his bar to be making money, too. Just like all, you know, this bar is. And, you know, he sees him throwing money around and all the rich people in the place. And nothing's getting broken. Nothing's getting damaged. Just all kinds of stuff going on except that. Um, and he, this is right where we see, bam, look at that. Swoosh, mullet, beautiful. Patrick Swayze, you know, obviously we can obviously talk a little bit about Patrick Swayze right here while this is on. Uh, Patrick Swayze, we lost in 2009. Uh, he passed away in 2009 from pancreatic cancer. Um, so, you know, some great movies that he was in, obviously. This movie, Dirty Dancing. Now, he was just coming off of Dirty Dancing during this movie, actually. He was really, like, just coming off of that movie. So they were expecting a little more from this movie. This movie was pretty much a box office flop um, when it came when it, when it really got down to it. Um, but it's funny, Patrick Swayze he, he had a knee injury that he got during this movie, and he had to turn down um, Tango and Cash. He was actually going to be Cash in Tango and Cash. He turned that down, and he was also going to be Harrigan in Predator Two, which went to Gary Busey. So he chose to make Ghost because he didn't have to do any action stuff. And he did that one for the next year. So that's he had to turn down those two movies because he got hurt filming this movie now. Um, Ghost ended up being a huge hit for him. So it actually ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise. And Tango and Cash was sort of a box office flop also. So that was good to him. Now, another thing about him, some of his fame actually caused him, uh, they caused a few problems during filming. Uh, there was a pickup truck containing a group of middle-aged blonde women, according to IMDb. They kept driving up to the guy's trailer to meet, the, meet him. And uh, by the fight of, uh, by the river where he fights Jimmy, we'll get to that, rafts kept going by and <laughs> screaming at him from from the middle of the water. Um, and it was definitely crazy. But um, another girl who was an extra playing a waitress just was staring at him and tripped. Uh, there literally had to have bodyguards with him because he was so just, I mean, talk about one of the heartthrobs of the 1980s and 90s. This is definitely it right here. I mean, this this man was definitely right right up there with uh, the main heartthrobs of all then, especially after Dirty Dancing. So, all right, so let's get back into this a little bit. Um, just want to tell you a little bit about Patrick Swayze right there. Uh, Patrick Swayze, of course, he gets into a little fight. Um, the guys are the, kind of these douchebag-looking guys, and they're outside, and... He does take it outside. He does remember to take it outside, uh, which is one of his rules. We'll get to those later. But uh, I can play a little clip of that really fast for you guys. Give me a second, and I'll get right to it. It's when he takes him outside, and these guys are cussing him out and 
talking shit to him. Really quick clip. Here we go. Okay. Come on. Let's do it. Go, Dirtball. Where you going? Hey. Hey, Moose. Hey. Get back here. Dickhead. What are you guys, the seven dwarfs or something? Get out of here. All right. So he did what he was supposed to do. He got the guys out of the bar. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. They wanted to fight outside. He's like, meh. All right. Let's go outside. He got him outside of the bar. It's exactly what he was supposed to be doing. Um, now, he did get cut during the fight. One of the guys, when they were taking him out, they he grabbed a knife. Uh, looked like a letter opener, actually. And he stabbed Patrick Swayze. Here we go. Uh, sliced him across the uh, left arm there on the shoulder. And as you can see, he's stitching himself up here. Just like it means nothing. Rambo shit. Right here, this man is just stitching himself up like it doesn't even fucking matter. You gotta love it. You really do. You gotta love this this shit like this. So right here is where uh, Tillman walks in, and we get to see him. And here we go. I'm gonna go ahead and let this clip play a little bit while this scene is on. I know it's not great to look at the blood, but hey, I think we're all adults here. So. This is where he walks in and kind of uh, introduces himself and what he wants Patrick Swayze to do. Since Patrick Swayze is a cooler, which is just a fancy word for like a specialty bouncer. Uh, man, Bouncer manager? I don't even know. Here we go. Can I talk to you for a minute? Name's Dalton, right? I don't know you. My name is Tillman. Frank Tillman. I have a little club outside of Kansas City called the Double Do. It used to be a sweet deal. Now it's the kind of place that they sweep up the eyeballs after closing. Anyway, I've come into a little bit of money. I'd like to make a better life for myself. I need somebody to help me clean the place up. I need the best. Wade Garrett's the best. Wade Garrett's getting old. He's still the best. I want you. Five thousand up front, five hundred a night cash. You pay all medical expenses. I can live with that. I run the show. Completely. When the job's done, I walk. I've got your plane ticket right here. I don't fly. Too dangerous. Well, when do I expect you? Don't, don't. I'll get there. There it is. Don't expect it. There's, there's music behind this. Um, and he tells the guy at the bandstand, hey, it's all yours, brother. I'm out of here. I'm going to the double deuce. So that's basically from here what he does. He goes and he gives away his... Uh, he gives away his car, which I believe the, uh, that is a 1965, what was it? It was a Buick Riviera. That was a 1965 Buick Riviera that he gave away. Now, the car he goes to buy is going to be a 65 Buick Riviera. And uh, I'll show you guys those headlights right there that are on that car. And uh, it's pretty funny that he drives a Buick Riviera. Because as we'll see later, um, actually, no, yeah, 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 yeah. 64 was the one he gives away in the 65. So there we go. I did get that correct. Pretty fucking awesome. 
Um, we'll see why it's funny that he drives a Buick in a little while from now. So I'm going to go ahead and click this off right now. I'm going to check what my next picture is. My next picture is him. He uncovers the Mercedes. This is like his uh, kind of backup car. Hey, Luke Birch, how you doing? Talking a little roadhouse. Appreciate you joining me over here. And um, so here we go. He gets in. He gets in his car. He starts going. Look at this. Pops in a cassette tape. This is a cassette tape, everybody. I just want everybody to see what it looks like. You know, he's putting it in the player. And he rolls on down the road. The song playing is by uh, is by Jeff Healy, actually. And we're going to meet Jeff Healy in just a few minutes here. But um, the first person he sees, he gets to the bar, and he's driving a Mercedes. And they're all like, what's wrong with Detroit cars? Um, they're not really happy to see him. This place is a fictional. It's, it's not a real place, but it's supposed to be in the middle of Kansas. Um. So it kind of is a real place, but this bar is not real. This is all on the uh, MGM studio set, all these places here. So, all right. Uh, and again, gets in there. And the first person we see throwing a guy out of the bar right here, everybody, we see Mr. Terry Funk. And Luke, is there any way you can listen to older versions of this? I did get them on uh, Anchor. The Hollywood Hangout. I did get the uh, archives on Anchor. A few shows are missing. If you catch one that maybe you see is missing, let me know. I'll add it and put the right date and all that stuff. Um, but you can go right to Anchor, search for Hollywood Hangout. I did get them all up there, and you can listen to all the episodes with me and Anthony and me and Smark and me and Smark and Anthony and me and Smark and Bobby and me and Bobby and 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 me and Bobby and me and Bobby and Anthony and everybody. Everybody you can listen to right over there. So go ahead and uh, you're definitely welcome to check that out uh, anytime you want to. But uh, the first person we do meet is, uh, once again, let me pop old Terry Funk up on the screen now. This show is kind of, Hollywood Hangout has kind of come from a wrestling show. That's kind of what me and Shaheen were talking was wrestling. And at the time... And basically, we just kind of moved on. And Terry Funk, obviously, is a wrestler. And me and Anthony decided to do this one night for a movie, a wrestling movie. We did Ready to Rumble. And next thing you know, we're doing it's way into this. But uh, we meet Terry Funk. I just thought I'd give you that quick background. Terry Funk is right here. Um, early movie for him. He's been in a bunch of movies. But obviously, this guy is known for his wrestling. Um, <clears throat> seen him in a ton of a ton of obviously wrestling matches. This guy is, was over in Japan cutting himself up. Him and Mick Foley had some bangers that are just absolutely memorable matches. So that's where uh, most people are going to know Terry Funk from. But uh, this was only 1989 right here. So, oh, sorry, folks. I need to uh, say goodnight to my daughter real quick. If everyone will uh, give me one second here on YouTube. Here. Everyone say hi to Lene. You want to wave to everyone? Look, want to wave? Say hi. Okay, are you nervous? Can I have night-night kiss? Mwah. I love you. Good night. See you later. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. That's got to be done. Not going to say no to my kids. Um, if you, uh, you didn't see that on uh, Mixler, but if you uh, do want to jump over to YouTube, um, 
I'll go ahead and grab that link while the next clip is playing and get that over to you guys. All right, let's do this right here. Back to Terry Funk. Um, that was the first guy they saw was Terry Funk. And um, you go from there and we start meeting a few more people. We get the girl selling drugs. I didn't even bother to get her name. The girl selling drugs. This is her. She doesn't last long in this show at all. And we also see this woman right here. Now, this is Julie Michaels. Now, she is still a beautiful-looking woman, by the way. Um, Julie Michaels, she's done way more than just this movie. She has done a ton of stuff. 46 credits, but, I mean, she was in Point Break, the original, with Patrick Swayze. Um, she was in that movie. She was the one that uh, jumped, what's his name? Uh, jumped Keanu Reeves from behind in the uh, the scene where they were making the bus, the first bus where they busted the wrong people. Uh, but she's done a lot of stuff. She's been in a, a ton of TV series, one episode here, one episode there. But, I mean, it goes back to Married with Children she was in. She was a cage dancer. She kind of plays the same roles in most movies, but... Um, she definitely, I mean, this was her first role, was this right here. She was Denise in Roadhouse, and uh, we got to see a lot of her in this movie. Uh, luckily, it was very nice, very nice to see. But, I mean, she was even in Rush Hour 3. She was in Weeds TV series. She's still doing stuff. Uh, she was in a movie called Chick Fight. She was in SEAL Team TV series. She's done a decent amount of work. So that was her right there, and we got to meet her. And then we kind of move on from there. We're meeting a few more people at the bar. We meet Carrie Ann right here, who actually is talking to Patrick Swayze. And we meet Carrie Ann. Now, Carrie Ann is an interesting one. We hear her singing at one point in the movie. And uh, she's another one who you've seen in a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. Um, now, she is played by Kathleen... Ugh, Will Hody, I think that's how you say her name. Not quite sure. It's a very tough last name. W-I-L-H-O-I-T-E. Seen her in a lot of things, believe it or not. She's actually got 132 credits to her name. She's been in Yellowstone. She was Carolyn Nelson. Uh, she just did a movie last year called Violet. Uh, she was in the TV series Summer Camp Island as... Uh, I'm not a TV series, I'm sorry, cartoon series. Um, she did voices in that. Uh, the OA, The Resident, The Ride. She's been doing stuff for years, um, but been in a ton of stuff. And she does end up singing in this movie. She did grow up singing in church and has written songs and ends up, uh, she's a singer, songwriter, so a very, very talented actress at and more. Um, so we've got her right there once again, Carrie Ann. So here she is right there one more time. And then after we meet Carrie Ann, we're going to see exactly why it was funny that Patrick Swayze, his character Dalton in this movie, uh, we do get a first name. I'll show you when. And, um, but we don't ever hear it. It's never said in the movie, the name is just Dalton, but, uh, we'll get to the, the part where it's said now. He walks in 
And it says right here, for a great fuck call, and there's a phone number at the bottom. I wouldn't call any of these numbers, everybody. And he actually takes out a black marker and changes it to for a great Buick call with the phone number still on the bottom. So I really thought, I kind of thought it was funny that he's listening to or driving a Buick and they actually make this little joke about the Buick. It was just kind of strange that they did that. But um, we kind of keep moving along. We'll kind of keep rolling along with the movie a little bit. Let me take this off right here for a minute. And uh, like I said, we're going along. And um, so we see a few more actors, and I'll get to more people as we go. Some of the main characters in this movie, he sees the girl selling drugs. He sees this. He sees Steve over there hitting on women, which we'll talk about Steve. And we do, like I said, meet uh, Denise, who the blonde girl. And a fight starts because of basically what happens is a guy. This, you know what? First thing we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and play. Uh, give me one sec here. No, we're actually going to wait on that real quick. Hold on a second here. We're actually going to wait on that. Um, no. Actually, we're not going to wait on that. We're going to go ahead and play this clip right now where uh, Patrick Swayze, before he does anything, what he does is he goes in and he meets this gentleman right here, and this is uh, Jeff Healy um, right there. And we're going to go ahead and play the clip right now. Here we are. Thanks, man. So you played pretty good for a blind white boy. Yeah, and I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> no, now you're doing that. Good to see you. Same here, man. Oh, the boys and I heard you were coming into town. Man, this toilet is worse than the one that we worked in Dayton. Really? Oh, man, it's a mean scene around here, man. Blood on the floor in this joint every night. Hey, Hank, you know who that is? Who? All right, so there we are. I already might get a copyright strike just for her little runaround Sue from Dion playing in the background. Um, I hope I don't, but we never know. Might get it. So there we go. He meets Jeff Healy now. Uh, Jeff Healy is an actual artist, um, actual blues artist. He's actually really good. Um, if you ever heard an '80s song called "Angel Eyes," that's 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 him. He sang that song. That was probably his most popular song was uh, Angel Eyes right there. And um, that was a big hit for him in the 80s. So, But Jeff Healy, really blind, really does play guitar. Honestly, a very, very, very talented guitar player and uh, got a couple albums out. Really was only in this movie, and I believe he did one other movie. Uh, had music in a lot of movies, um, but really he was in this movie and he was in a mini series. He was just in one little episode. He played a guy named Jeff and that was really it. But Jeff Healy, um, this was really the, the first thing he had ever really that, that, that made his music pretty big. This was it. Um, so there we go right there and we got that rolling. I'm going to drop that. I'm going to move this. I'm going to come back over to here and I'm going to go to this next picture. Now, this is what starts the fight right here. Okay. 
these pair of attitudes. That's what he calls them. He's over there. This guy's talking to this guy, and he's like, man, you." he's rubbing him, and he's like, hey, I'll tell you what. For 20 bucks, you can kiss him. 20 bucks a pair. 10 bucks each. Come on, sit down. So the guy starts rubbing all over him. Here he is. He's just having a great time. And the guy goes, buddy, are, are you going to kiss him? And he goes, I can't. And they ask why. And he goes, I ain't got 20 bucks. And a brawl breaks out. Terry Funk yells, fight. The whole fucking place is going bananas. It's a mess. It's crazy. It's a damn good fight. And um, as you can see, you can see how interested in the fight Patrick Swayze is. He really has no care at all. He doesn't give two shits about the fight. He's just sitting by the bar, moving his head before he gets hit by a beer. And uh, old Tillman just kind of in the middle of the fight, looks down at him and goes, you, buddy, gives him the old finger gun. Come on up here. And uh, and he does, and they talk a little bit. And uh, next thing you know, they all come out, and it, it's right after the fight. The bar is closed down, and um, we we go out of there, and I'll go ahead and play a little bit here. There's no music here, so let's. I don't think there is. Fuck. You might got a mirror. That's Steve. We'll talk about him soon. Oh shit. Hey, how'd you like to tell us what the fuck's going on? You gonna help us out or not? I'll let you know. You know, I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck, but uh, you don't look like much to me. Opinions vary. There you go. Opinions vary. So, from here we go. Patrick Swayze, uh, he sees Jeff Healy, he says goodbye to him. Cody in the movie is his name. And uh, if you give me a second, I'm actually going to play a little more of that clip. Uh, we can actually hear what Cody says to Terry Funk about old Patrick Swayze's character in this movie. Uh, give me one sec. I'm going to hit unmute, and here goes the clip. Dalton character. What's his story? Story is, you fuck with him and he'll seal your fate. Yeah. So far, he hadn't shown me shit. All right. So there we go. We go from there, and he goes to buy a car. Now, once again, we've got a 1965 Buick Riviera. Really, kind of a fucking really cool car. Now, all he cared about was these clamshell headlights. If they worked, it was an ugly, rusty brown color. Uh, car match the license plate though and um the good same color and all he cared about was if the lights worked they flash him he the guy pops open the clamshell lights they work and he buys the car basically immediately he's just like i'll take it that's all i needed to see um <laughs> that's all he needed to see right there and he goes ahead and grabs the car takes the cars he goes and gets tires for it he knows his car is going to get beat up Obviously, he knows. And it does. It does a lot. Um, so here we go. We go from there. And um, gets tires for it. Puts them in there. And now he's going to go and he needs a place to stay, obviously. So this is where he goes. And uh, he meets Emmett. And Emmett is just a nice, nice old fella. Uh, he brings him up to the 
you know, brings him up there. He shows him the place. And uh, Brad Wesley, we're going to talk just a minute about old Brad Wesley. Uh, Brad Wesley flies over his place and pisses off his horses. And I'm going to play a little bit of that clip right now. Does that just to piss me off? Who does? Brad Wesley. Like horses, do you? They like me. You wouldn't steal them, would you? No, sir. Calling me sir is like putting an elevator in an outhouse. Don't belong. <laughs> I'm Emmett. I'm Dalton. All right, so he does take the place. We don't need to play much more of that clip. Uh, the guy asks him, well, why are you taking it? And he charges him 100 bucks a month. $100 a month. Man, I would live there for 100 bucks a month. That'd be fucking beautiful. <laughs> if I was single, I'm living there too for $100 a month. Absolutely. Um, but pretty much right after this, this is where we get the speech. Now, I got some funny things to talk about with this speech. Now, this speech um, that Patrick Swayze gives, um, actually, <laughs> give me a second here. Let me get that loaded up here. This whole speech that we're about to hear, this actually started being played to police officers when they were falling asleep during lectures and training, if that tells you anything. Now, this was 1989. Let's not forget this, so. Let's uh, let's let's not go too crazy here, but uh, this was 1989. This speech now this is a little bit of a long one, but um, I'm gonna pop some pictures up as the speech is going. We'll see how this works. So here we go. Let's rock and roll. This this is a new double deuce. I put a lot of money and time into this, and to protect my investment, I've hired the best damn cooler in the business. From now on, he's in charge of all the bar business. What he says goes. Morgan, you're out of here. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You asshole. What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. <laughs> <laughs> I still find it funny. I'm you're sorry. Dead man. All right, so he's threatened by Terry Funk. Let's not forget this in this movie. You're out, too. We're selling booze here, not drugs. There we go. Drug-dealing girl's out of there, too. She's out of there, too. Bye-bye, baby. Bye-bye. Anybody else here dealing? I'm telling you straight. It's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. I still got to say, this hair... The swoosh, the blowout, the mullet. This had everything going for it. This man was amazing. Let's keep going with this speech. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many uh, 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers. But a lot of the guys who come in here, we can't handle one-on-one. -on -one. Even two-on-one. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, 
Never underestimate your opponent. Okay. If you've ever listened to the shows back in the day, never under, underestimate your opponent. That's a Bruce Lee term right there. That is a Bruce Lee philosophy that never under, under, oh, I can't even say that word tonight. Never under, under, <laughs> under. I am sorry, folks. I seem not be to be, not to be able to speak tonight. Never underestimate your opponent. That's some Bruce Lee shit right there. But let's go ahead and follow rules two and three here. I'm sorry. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Okay, rule two. You're going to tell me, well, he does start shit inside the bar. He never does. Not once. If you really, really watch what's going on in this movie, he never starts shit inside the bar. He drags the one guy out of the bar. He never throws the first punch. Never throws the first punch. He does fight in the bar, but he never threw the first punch in the bar. So he said, unless you have to. Remember that. If somebody gets in your face, okay, ask him to walk. Be nice. If you won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a cocksucker isn't personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. Okay. So let's meet Steve real quick. How about we go ahead and do that while we're sitting here real quick? Because there's more to this scene, and we're going to just kind of break it up a little bit. I think that might be the kind of one of the better ways to do this real quick. So we're going to go ahead and talk just a very little bit here about Steve. Um, meet him. I could swear he was in here. Um, I know his name was in here. Here he is, Gary Hudson. Gary Hudson is who uh, plays Steve now. Didn't. Hasn't done a ton of stuff, but uh, still out there doing stuff. Actually, I'm sorry. He's done 132 credits. He has a ton of stuff right now in post-production, pre-production. Some things uh, announced, Nightwings announced. Um, still doing stuff. He was in the Taken TV series. Uh, Rizzoli and Isles, he was in that TV series. He was in Suits. Small parts in TV movies, movies. Done pretty damn good for himself. Looks like he's kept busy. Uh, he was in Criminal Minds at one point. I didn't even notice that. He was in Cold Case. Uh, I'm going to go back here. This guy's been in a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. Um, so, I mean, wow. Yeah, he's been acting for a very long time, this guy. A super, super long time. Um, wow. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff, this guy. So, yeah. Gary Hudson, I got the picture of him. You're sitting there looking at him right there, what he looked like in this movie. He was a bit of a douchebag, kind of just a womanizing little, you know, country boy. But um, what are you going to do? You were out in the country here, and that's just kind of how it's supposed to go. Here we go. Let's finish this scene. I wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore. <laughs> Is she? Ooh. <laughs> I want you to be nice. You won't. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. You are the bouncers. I am the cooler. There you go. All you have to do is watch my back and each other's. Take out the trash. 
All right, I'm going to pause that real quick before we get into any copyright strikes going on here, and we're going to roll on a little bit. Um, move on a little bit. The, so we go into the first night right here. This is the first night. Uh, everything's going good. Jeff Healy's up there playing. Cody's jamming. Got this guy in a Hawaiian shirt. This girl jumps on the bar and starts, uh, I'm sorry, on a table, and she's dancing on the table. Uh, just th that's all she's doing. She's up there dancing on the table. He goes up there and he starts telling one of the guys, go get her, go get her. This is your job. She shouldn't be doing that. Get her off the table. So goes, tried to get her off the table. Well, I don't think the guy was too happy about that because he pulls a knife on the bouncer. This guy right here. I, I apologize. I didn't get this guy's name, so I don't know who he is. I apologize. Um, but uh, he pulls a knife, and, of course, Patrick Swayze grabs this guy's hand, puts his head through a table. The guy leaves bleeding, and there's a little announcement over the uh, over the PA. Yeah, you know what? I can play the little announcement here. Give me one second. Just want to... Timing is what I'm looking for. The name is Dalton. And he just looks back and... He's got this look on his face, and she got the look. She's got the look. You see what I mean with that, right? She's hot for him. So two seconds after this, he walks in, and Steve is doing something. Um, you see what he's doing, obviously. He fires Steve. He tells Steve that's it. Uh, Steve goes, I'm on my break, and he goes, stay on it. Get the fuck out of here. So Steve's gone. Now, the other person he saw skimming was the bartender. Let's get into Mr. Pat right here, this old bartender right here. Uh, Pat, we've seen. Pat's name is John Doe. Uh, yes, John Doe, that's his name. Now, we've seen this guy. Uh, he's actually a singer, believe it or not. He was a singer of a punk band back in the uh, late 70s and early 80s called uh, X. It was kind of a revolutionary band, but he is on soundtracks, but he also is an actor, so he does a lot of both. He was in Roswell for 18 episodes uh, back in 99. He's still doing stuff uh, today. Actually, he's got uh, things announced for post-production um, and a few things. He's a, he's a voice coming up in Unplugged, which looks like it could be a cartoon. Um, so he's got some things coming out, though. Um, but, uh, pure country, uh, he played a character in there, but, um, he did a, he even did a song on the bodyguard soundtrack. So there you go right there. That is John Doe and, uh, John Doe is about to get fired and, um, he does fire him. Now, what we don't realize is that he is the nephew of Brad Wesley, the villain in this movie, which we're going to get to in just a few minutes here. But uh, he does fire him. And we get, um, he walks out, and of course, he knew that car was going to get beat up. He's got four flat tires. They threw rocks through his windshield here and busted his antenna. God damn it, the antenna. Anyway, so we go from there. And uh, you know what? I can play the little firing scene. It's right here, actually. I don't think there's music behind it. What? 
going through a bottle every 30 minutes, you're skimming. I figure he's costing you about 150 a night. I didn't hear you say that. I'm saying it now. You see how <laughs> you can hear how reluctant he was to say get out. Obviously, there was a reason for that, which we found out was the reason was he was Brad Wesley's nephew. So, obviously, a powerful man in this town. So, all right. So, from there, uh, he gets up the next morning and Carrie Ann comes and finds him. Let's play a little bit of that. Oh, shit. Little uh, naked Swayze ass for the ladies out there. There you go. Well, how'd you find me? If you're watching this movie. Oh, I, um, it wasn't too hard. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, what did you do there last night? What do you mean? Well, you fired the bartender, Pat. He was skimming. You should not have done that, Dalton. Yeah, why is that? You just shouldn't have, that's all. <laughs> all right. Basically, she tells him, I think I'm looking at a dead man. And he says, I've heard that joke before. And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I think you kind of bring it on yourself there, buddy. And he's driving. He's driving to the local auto parts store, Reds. And Brad Wesley's in a Ford Mustang and basically... Driving down the road and to uh, the song Shaboom, Shaboom, Shaboom. You've heard it before. Watch Crybaby, it's on there. Um, and he's just swerving, weaving across the road. Knocks Patrick Swayze right off the road. Doesn't even care. Doesn't even bat an eye. And um, he does end up going to the, uh, like I said, the, the local hardware store. And it's Red's Auto Parts. And this right here is Red Webster. I believe that's the character he plays in this uh, in this uh, movie right here. Let me see. It's Red Webster. That's who he plays. Now, this guy is actually Red West. And he actually is more than you think, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, give me a second right here. This guy actually played that character. His name is really Red West. Um, he played the, the the character though Red in many other many other shows. Um, now this guy was once a member of Elvis Presley's Memphis Mafia. He was a very good friend to Elvis. Not only a good friend to Elvis, but he was a bodyguard for Elvis. Also, so he also is a songwriter. He wrote a lot of songs that you probably don't even know. But uh, this guy played the character Red in the movie Almost Made in 2004. Obviously this movie. Uh, so he played the character Red there. He played the character Red in The A-Team. He played it in Waiting for Insane Wayne and Walking Tall Part 2 in 1974. So he has played this character many, many times named Red for some reason. But uh, this guy right here, like I said, he was a member of the kind of Elvis thing, 
the the, the whole like I said the Memphis Mafia, um, but definitely been around a long time. He's uh, but pretty cool that he was you know the, the whole Elvis thing. Um, did pass away in 2017 um, at 81 years old. So, and you know, I also forgot to mention Emmett. Emmett was played by Sunshine Parker, who passed away in 1999. Did a few things. He was in Tremors. He was Edgar. He was a hobo in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, had about 28 credits to his name before he passed away. But um, we definitely saw him in a few other movies. He was uh, much skinnier in his later years when we saw him uh, after this. But, uh, I mean, Tremors was only in 1990, so... He stopped acting in 1994. Last thing he did was Love Street, and that was Emmett over there. So, But Red West, like I said, it was pretty cool. He was a, a Golden Gloves boxer as a kid, so he was a, definitely um, he was a childhood, a high school friend of Elvis. And um, that's where they met and just kind of fell into the whole Memphis Mafia. But he has written many songs and for Elvis and many others. And uh, just done a ton of stuff that you can't even think of, but soundtracks to a, a bunch of different movies. And uh, there you go. So, actually, that song, Separate Ways, one of Elvis's most famous songs, uh, he wrote that. That was Red West that wrote that song. So if you look up some of the songs he's um written you 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 may be surprised some of elvis's most famous songs were written by this guy right here um and uh there you go that's red west right there we also um get a little bit here uh after carrie ann we get a little bit here he meets red webster he gets what he needs brad wesley walks in with jimmy and we've got jimmy right there that is a uh, marshall r teague uh didn't he's Done a few things, actually. He's got 119 credits to his name. Still has things going today. Um, been at a bunch of stuff. Definitely. I'm not going to go through it all, but uh, been at a bunch of stuff. Lots of, again, a lot of these people ended up more in TV series. Uh, one or two episodes. So, there you go. Marshall R. Teague. Now, they did Marshall Teague and actually Patrick Swayze, they became good friends after this movie, even though they were... Complete enemies in the movie. Um, ben Garza, or Gazara, is the other person that we're looking at in this picture right here. Uh, he is Brad Wesley, the bad guy in this movie. Um, died in 2012, actually, from pancreatic cancer, just as did uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, he was in The Big Lebowski, though, and a few other movies that I'm sure you've heard. 133 movies. I'm sure you've heard of something else this man has done. Uh, he was acting all the way up to 2013. So, or I'm sorry, to, well, last movie he did, last TV series he did came out in 2013. He passed away in 2012. He was acting all the way up till 2011. So, good stuff right there. Um, but okay, let's keep going here. We're almost done with the first little thing. And uh, once again, quick look at uh, Marshall R. Teague right there. Jimmy's got the, the cross in his ear. Evil, evil looking man. So, and he's another one of the bad guys in this movie also. So, he's supposed to be like that. So, we get to another scene now. And the bartender wants his job back. So, let's go ahead and see. Once again, we're talking about old Pat here. And he walks into the room. 
Patrick Swayze does, and everybody's in there. And let's go ahead and play it, baby. Problem? Here's no problem. Just a little mistake, is all. What's that? My job. You don't get it, do you? Why don't you explain it to me? I'll explain it to you. Hey, shut up, shithead. Mr. Tillman has changed his mind. And that's all you need to know, son. No, I'm afraid I'm going to have to know a little bit more than that. And Mr. Tillman may own this bar, but the liquor he serves is supplied to him by Brad Wesley. And Pat McGurn is in the employ of Mr. Wesley, his uncle, not Mr. Tillman. <laughs> you see, I'm staying, and you're going. Oh, really? That's right. Sit down. Come on, Dalton, you and me right now. Right now! What's the matter, you chicken dick? What are you afraid of? Me? And by the way, according to Sam Elliott, it was Terry Funk's idea to call him chicken dick. Just so you know. I That absolutely does not surprise me. Let's go. That it, Dalton? You scared to fight me? You big, bad Dalton. What do you want, a kiss and make up? All right, we got music coming up here. This is a brawl. Now, there were nine fights in this movie. Eight people died in this movie, by the way, just to, 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 just to throw the death count out there. Uh, you know, you, you got to know that. Um, Swayze does, or Dalton, takes a cut in this movie right here. I got a pretty shitty picture of it, but whatever. Forgive me if you will. So we did that, but uh, after this fight, you know, this was a damn good fight. This was all over the place, and uh, it was a good fight. But he ends up in the hospital here, and this is where we meet uh, Doc, who is played by Kelly Lynch. Uh, we see her right here, um, and uh, we're going to definitely be talking about her in just a second. Kelly Lynch. Now, Kelly Lynch was, uh, by the way, she still looks absolutely amazing. I saw some newer pictures of her. Uh, looking amazing still. Uh, but Kelly Lynch, known for this movie, Drugstore Cowboy. She was in Charlie's Angels. She played one of the characters. Um, and if you've ever seen Cocktail, she was in that with Tom Cruise. Matter of fact, she did Cocktail pretty much. Uh, had, that had to be the year the, the year before this. So she actually, she did this one movie in between called Warm Summer Rain and then Roadhouse. So it was Cocktail, Warm Summer Rain, Roadhouse the next year. So she was just coming off of Cocktail where she didn't have a huge part, <clears throat> but she was she did have a part in that movie. She played the wife of uh, Doug. So there we go. And still today, it looks like she's still doing some acting. Hasn't done anything since 2020. But um, obviously Kelly Lynch, very, very good looking girl. Um, so there we go. We've got a little bit of Kelly Lynch right there. And I guess we can play a little bit of, a uh, little bit of Doc's, a uh, little bit of them talking a little bit here. To Clay. Hi. How'd this happen? Natural causes. Looks like a knife wound. Like I said. Okay, so he hands over his medical records. And this is where, if you see right here, name, Dalton, comma, James. 
So we do get a first name for him, never used, but if you're keeping track and you're watching closely, you see we do get a first name for him, but it's never used. It's just Dalton. That's what they call him. So there you go. Uh, again, little fact I thought I'd throw out there to you guys, but this is the only time you see or hear, uh, not even hear, but you see the name the first name, and I don't even think when you go through, I mean, even on IMDb, I think it's just, he plays Dalton. That's the name of the character. Dalton, that's it. Done. Over with. So, let's go ahead and roll a little more with this scene. You're a bouncer? Mm-hmm. Double deuce. Nice place. They send a lot of business my way. I'm hoping to change that. All by yourself? Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier of 31 broken bones, two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four stainless steel screws. That's an estimate, of course. I'll give you a local. No, thank you. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. Most of my patients would disagree with you. Okay. Do you always carry your medical records around with you? Saves time. Files says you've got a degree from NYU. What in? Philosophy. Killer discipline? No, not really. Um, man's search for faith, that sort of shit. So there we go. We found out he's an educated man also. and uh, Now, Kelly Lynch also spent a month in an emergency room just observing and checking out how a doctor would act kind of stranger parts weren't that big, especially in the hospital. But, um, she did do that. She actually learned how to do stitches, sutures, and they ended up changing, changing it to staples because they were easier, I guess. But, um, she learned how to do the, that and it didn't even get used. And I guess nobody really cared. So, um, now we do know that they kind of, uh, these guys messed up when they went to go uh, get Pat his job back at the bar. And they do go, and this is the first time we see Bigfoot. You see Bigfoot right there. And this is actually Bigfoot. This is Bigfoot number seven. There were a bunch of them because they were always traveling around. And this was a the one of the real Bigfoots. Now, the... Um, driver that was driving it was the actual owner of all the original Bigfoots and all the Bigfoot trucks. That's who was actually driving the truck. So this was really Bigfoot that you saw in the movie, the original Bigfoot. Uh, they just took all the stickers off, obviously. But this was number seven, the old, uh, the old Bigfoot. Now they go back and they have to apologize. They have to apologize. We see them all. And let's go ahead and just play the apology. Did I explain it wrong? Is that it? Uh, no, boss, you didn't. Now, Pat's got a weak constitution. You boys know that. That's why he's working as a bartender. He's my only sister's son. And if he doesn't have me, who's he got? And if I'm not there, you're there. Well, one of you boys owes me an apology. Now, I'll leave it up to you to decide which one of you wants to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry, boss. I believe you, Tinker. But you, O'Connor, somehow I don't believe you. Now, you better try it again. 
Because if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a man who's untruthful. I'm sorry, boss. If there's one thing that disgusts me, it's a man who can't admit when he's wrong. I swear to God, boss, I'm sorry. You disgust me, O'Connor. You want to know why you disgust me? No, why, boss? You are a messy bleeder. You're weak. You got no endurance for pain. So there you go. They get him up, and he punches him one more time, just knocks him the fuck out. This guy ends up staying with him, too. He's still in another scene. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Why did this guy stay with him? This guy just kicked his ass. Fuck you. Fuck you. But anyway, we'll keep rolling with this. Now, um, in the next scene here, we go moving. Like I said, we're going to move along a little bit in the movie. We get in, and uh, Jimmy is pulling away from the auto parts store. Patrick Swayze is pulling up to the auto parts store. And uh, Jimmy's pulling away. Now, he sees that Red has been robbed. Um, Red gets robbed all the time, obviously. Now, I know what your first question is. Why is Patrick Swayze wearing a karate gi around town? I don't know. I guess this was popular in 1989. I was young. I don't remember. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't remember. Maybe it was very popular in 1989. I didn't see it, don't remember. But uh, anyway, there it is. So anyway, he sees the store got robbed, as you can see here also on YouTube. Uh, You see right there. And um, basically, I'll go ahead and play a little bit of that part for you just to go ahead and keep it going. Here we go. Red? Yeah. What happened? Did you get robbed? Every week. Who? Brad Wesley. There you go. So he finds out. 10% to start. Oh, it's all legal-like. He formed the Jasper Improvement Society. All the businesses in town belong to it. Everybody pay? a hobby horse have a wooden dick i believe that's yes so anyway right here in the next scene we meet the fucking man yes the fucking man sam elliott sam elliott's working in a bar uh, again him and patrick swayze dalton are the best coolers in the business we get sam elliott right here and uh he has to get a guy who's jumping on he's working at a, a bar that's having a g-string contest we very 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 Man, I miss action movies from the 1980s. A lot of titties. A lot of titties. Um, he saves the girl and gets this look. Mm, yeah, look at that look. Yep. She wants him. Um, right after that, we get them. They're on the phone together now. I really can't play any of that because, once again, there's a lot of scenes in this with music behind it, and I really want to try to not get copyright strikes if possible. So uh, let's hope... I can do that here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and take this, and this is the last of the pictures in that section. We're going to go ahead and get to the next part of the movie coming up. And um, right here, like I said, he's on the phone with uh, he's on the phone with Sam Elliott here. And uh, here, give me one second. Let me shrink this bad boy down. He's on the phone with Sam Elliott or Wade. Uh, Wade Garrett in this movie, as as he's called. And um, basically starts asking if he's heard of Brad Garrett, all this stuff right here. And, you know, he hasn't heard of him. No one's really heard of this guy. So 
Wade obviously is a little worried about him, but he has to go take care of business. So he does, and he goes and does that. And uh, right after that, we get Carrie. She's in there. She's singing a song. And once again, I can't play her singing, but um, there she is. She is a singer-songwriter. She's just bopping away there to her little song. And as she's singing, we get Denise who walks up to uh, Patrick Swayze and basically just goes, would it surprise you if I said you want to go to my place and fuck? Well, Jimmy basically drags her away. And we see a bunch of guys come in the bar after that. And we see the guy that in the movie is driving the Bigfoot truck. And um, he comes in and... Patrick Swayze immediately notices he's got a knife on his boot. Tells the guy right away, right boot. And you see right here where you get the knife on the boot. And they drag him out there. And they get into a pretty goddamn good fight. This was probably one of the best fights of the movie. Um, they drag him out there. They're outside. They're fighting. We get all kinds of stuff going on. And it's a damn good fight. And uh, Patrick Swayze gives one of his tough guy lines and uh i'll go ahead and get to it right now here give me one second here we go once again i'm only on one computer tonight sorry folks here we go son of a bitch give me the biggest guy in the world you smash his knee he'll drop like a stone (laughs) he's got a point they will. You smash a guy's knee, he's going to drop pretty hard. I wouldn't doubt that. I would, too. Now, we see, once again, Kelly Lynch comes to see him in this scene. And you may be asking, why does she look like every southern tablecloth that you've ever seen at a picnic? I don't know. I really don't. I have no clue. But she does. She has on the red and white kind of checkerboarded uh you know, pattern that literally looks like every tablecloth at pretty much every southern picnic or diner you might even walk into. That's what she looks like. Like, you could literally put that dress on there and and no one would even know the difference. Um, But anyway, they're just kind of, they go out. They have a nice little little meal together. Um, And... uh, you know, they, they they go through the whole thing. There's music behind most of what's playing here, so I can't really play it. But, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze and her just kind of talk throughout the night. And um, that's pretty much what goes on there. And right after that, he gets up in the morning, and they come and find him. Brad Wesley wants to see him. So he obliges, of course. But uh, here's the little part where they get him. Let's go ahead and do this and this. We've been looking all over for you. Mr. Wesley wants to see you. Let's go. (laughs) He gets off the car. The guys jump. All right. So he walks into uh, Brad Wesley's house. They have a little meeting. Um, First thing he sees, though, is Denise. Denise got beat up. You can see that right here. She's got her... uh, left side of her face is all bruised and beat up and um he beat her up for obviously flirting with Patrick Swayze um Dalton in the movie 
So let's go ahead and go right over to the next thing where uh, we hear. This is basically the meeting they have. Let's go ahead and play the meeting right now. My grandfather looks like an important man. He was an asshole. But you, you're a smart boy, aren't you, Dalton? You're just not too realistic. Christ, I'm just like you. I came up the hard way on the streets of Chicago. You know, when I came to this town after Korea, there was nothing. I brought the ball here. I got the 7-Eleven. I got the photomat here. Christ, J.C. Penny is coming here because of me. You ask anybody, they'll tell you. You've gotten rich off of the people in this town. <laughs> you bet your ass I have. And I'm going to get richer. A destiny. I have a faith in that destiny. It tells me to gather unto me what is mine. Oh, Christ, you get paid for beating people up. Tell me you don't love it. Of course you do. You wouldn't be human if you didn't. Don't. I have a cousin in Memphis. Tells me you killed a man down there. Tells me you said it was self-defense at the trial. But you and I know that isn't so, don't we? All right, so we this is the first time we're hearing about this, and um, we hear a little bit more about it later, but I do want to just kind of tell you all to put a little pin in this part here uh, because this will come up later in the movie when him and uh, Wade have a little talk about it. But um, play a little bit more of this part, and then we're going to roll on. Relax. Relax. <sighs> tell me. If I owned a bar and wanted to clean it up, how much would it take to get you to come work for me? All right, so there you go. Not a very good answer to give a man of uh, Brad Wesley's power. And uh, obviously he's not too happy about it. But uh, the first thing we see after this is the new double deuce. The new double deuce. It's not doesn't look too bad. You got Patrick Swayze out there. He's watching everybody. There's a huge, huge line to get in the place. Expensive cars pulling up. It's not the bikers and the pickup trucks. It's uh, a lot of younger kids. It's a lot of, uh, you know, people you'd want to see at your bar and a huge line outside for people waiting to get in because you're at max capacity. Uh, I guess. Again, I don't know if bars were like this in 1989. I was very young in 1989, not going to bars. Now, this is where we actually get one little... Keith David. I've talked about Keith David before. He's in many movies, Steven Seagal movies. He's in a ton of movies. But um, right back there in the bar, a young Keith David shows up just for a couple of scenes. He's a bartender. And um, basically what's going on is because... We heard about the liquor because they couldn't get uh, Pat rehired. They can't get liquor. So the bar is just how he wants it. Now we can't get liquor into the bar. They're running out of whiskey is basically what uh, is going on here. So they're running out of whiskey. He gets the phone and he says, listen, I'll take care of it. So he does. Um, of course, Kelly Lynch is outside waiting for him and 
the two guys, Jimmy and the Bigfoot driver, are out there. They see it, and they're like, oh, shit. Because obviously we find out later in the movie, Brad had a little crush on her, too. And they had a little fling. So uh, we find that out later in the movie. But uh, they're laughing about it. Uh, uh, you know what? What the hell? He sees, he's out there, she's out there, and here we go. You heard wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dig a hole. <laughs> All right, so they know he's really going to be pissed now. If Brad Wesley was going to let anything go, it ain't going to be this right here. So there you go. They go back to his place, and uh, they're just kind of talking and talking, and Finally, they end up, and of course, you know what happens. You know what happens. That's what happens. That's right. That's what happens. Um, now, he he plays a song on the radio, and the song he plays is, I guess I can play a second. These Arms of Mine. Now, this song should sound a little bit familiar because this is the same song that was playing when him and Jennifer Grey were having a sex scene in Dirty Dancing. Uh, so this was used in two movies, almost back-to-back for Patrick Swayze because he was coming off this movie. Now, real quick, he was coming off Dirty Dancing in this movie. And one of the taglines was, the dancing's over, now it gets dirty. So <laughs> there, there you go. Um and by the way, these guys were all, uh, even Patrick Swayze, same thing, all the guys that were fighting were all trained by Benny the Jet, uh, Yorquidez. I don't know who he is. I should have, you know what, let me uh, get a picture of this gentleman, and I will pop it right up in OBS. I've got enough, uh, i, I got a minute I can do that for you guys. Let's see if we can get a picture of this guy. Uh, for you guys to take a peek at here, won't be the now. We've I've seen this guy. I know exactly who this guy is. I've seen this guy in many, many martial arts documentaries. Oh my God, tons of martial arts documentaries. This may not be the biggest picture, but I'll tell you what. Let me save the image real quick, and I will pop it on the desktop. And there we go with that. I will put that there. Give me one second. OBS image and we'll pop that bad boy right up hit browse again i'm not sure how big oh that's actually good size right there uh we can go ahead and make that here we go there we go there's the picture right there and that is benny the jet uh again i can't pronounce his last name very well but that is him right there no i've definitely seen him in a few martial arts documentaries but he was the trainer for all the guys for this movie right here. And Sam Elliott said all these guys did their own stunts also. So that's another thing, which all the fight scenes were really these guys doing those fight scenes, all trained by that gentleman right there um, that we just saw. So pretty good stuff right there. And uh, I'm going to go ahead a little bit. We're going to move on a little bit to uh, a little bit more of the movie. We got that part right there. Of course, we keep going. And there's a little, they have a little talk after the, you know, the after sex talk. Here we go. You could be crippled if you don't slow down. Yeah, that's what they say. Hey. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So after this whole talk, Brad Wesley sees them and you 
you can see in his face he is not a happy camper. So, going to keep moving on from there a little bit. We got to fast forward a little bit after all this. And Patrick Swayze's down there, and he's helping old Emmett. Old Emmett. Good old Emmett. I like Emmett in this movie. He's a really good guy. And here we go. Emmett gives him a little advice. Hang on. You got a woman up there with you? That's right. Give me no lip, Lord. Where did she get to? She'll be back. If you're smart, you'd pitch your tent. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm just not as smart as I'd like to be. You never know, son. Maybe she'll be smart enough for both of you. There's good advice right there. Now, he's got one guy telling him that. And then he walks into the bar. And he sees old Cody. Cody's in the bar. And Cody gives him a little warning, actually. Hi, you doll. Hey, there he is. Hey, hey old guy. What's up? Hey, Cody. Hey, bro. What's going down? Not too much. So you've been spending time with Elizabeth Clay. You know who had a thing for Elizabeth Clay? Brad Wesley. Now, as I hear it, she left town, and he went... Oh! <laughs> the truck's here! Okay. Of course, that's just the word. Thanks. That's just the word. Y'all know about the word. Whatever the word... Word on the street. As we learned in Suicide Kings. Word on the street. It's gold. So, there you go. Um... And from here, we once again see Wade Garrett. He pulled up here. Old uh, Sam Elliott pulls up. Oh, sorry about that. I got volume on that scene. Um, but he pulls up. And, ah, hell, we can go ahead and play that one little scene where he pulls up and he says... The double douche. The double douche. All right. So <laughs> right after that scene... Um, Obviously, these guys pull up. I could. This is a generic clip. I could probably, probably up there. I forgot to put Wade Garrett up there for you guys. Generic clip. They're up there fighting because. Uh, let me take this down real quick. This is generic. I can probably play a little bit of this. Let's see. These guys pull up. That guitar riff shouldn't cause a problem. bar is closed for business. It's okay, Jim. Take a break. All right. So they start fighting. Everything's going. They actually get a... I mean, there's four of them, and there's only one of him. And two big guys. Terry Funk. I mean, you got Terry goddamn Funk there, and they're beating the shit out of him. Um, and uh, we, we get most of that right there, and we see that now. Right as we're seeing this part of the movie... Guess who walks in? Of course, you're right. Wade Garrett walks in. And here, I've got the part right here. Hold on a second. Here it is. Right here. You want to fight, dickless? I sure ain't going to show you my dick. Bam, he hits him in the dick. Oh, no. oh, shit. God damn, that hurts, doesn't it? 
all right, these punches are very loud in the, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, everybody. But yeah, that's what we get right there. And then, uh, they kicked they, they, him and Wade Garrett, uh, Dalton and Wade Garrett kicked their ass. And, um, these guys are, they were went back there and they're like, who the hell is this guy? And of course, oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Glad to see you. Wade Garrett. Exactly right. So there you go. This bar now has the best two coolers in the business. One just hanging out and um, great stuff right there. But uh, there we go with that. Let me see what the next picture we got after this is right now. We got that. We got that. All right. So they're in the bar. After this, he goes and meets Doc. You see right here. Uh, so now they're going to go out and have a few beers, and they are out till the wee hours of the morning. He's dancing with the doctor, Sam Elliott is, Wade Garrett, and um, they're having a great old time out there dancing and having fun. And here we go. Finally, she leaves, and they start talking a little bit, these guys, and uh, let's go ahead and do this. We actually don't have much more of this movie. Guys, we're wrapping up pretty soon. Yes, You got your hands full, kid. What's the matter? A long way from Memphis. Memphis has nothing to do with it. Bullshit. That dog won't hunt. I can't believe you're still dragging that shit around with you. Philosophical about it. And cut it the fuck loose. You know that fucking... That girl never told you she was married, did she? Sticks a gun in your face. You got two choices. You can die or you can kill the motherfucker. All right, so he's got a point there. Sorry about that. I have my volume down. He's got a point there. I mean, you don't have much of a choice. Guy's got a gun to you, so. Yeah, he did what he had to do. Um, but he, obviously he's still carrying it around with him. And obviously that's not good. So we move on a little bit. They finally go home and uh, we get music going once more time. We're one more, we're at the bar another night. Sam Elliott's still there. Wade Garrett, they're just kind of hanging out. And next thing you know, they're told that uh, Red's place is on fire. And they run out and, yep, it's on fire. And as Swayze is running towards it, it explodes. Now, that explosion was really like a giant explosion. Matter of fact, it woke up neighbors around the MGM studio. They actually thought that the MGM studio was on fire and did explode. They were actually very worried about what was going on at the studio that day because that was such a goddamn big explosion. Um, So... <laughs> that's pretty it it they did uh, it cost $25,000 just to shoot that one scene by the way um so there you go uh just kind of going through some things here real quick as I'm going moving along but yeah that explosion was crazy and uh right after the fire you got Brad Wesley there he's in the bar just kind of acting like a douchebag talking about the oh, these firemen get them in here I want to buy him a drink blah 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 here we go. With a fire like that, nothing they could do. Nothing. Jack Daniels. 
like a morgue in here. Play something, Elvis. Get the- All right. So they do start playing music. Denise gets up and starts dancing. This is where we see a lot of Denise now. Obviously, I can't play this scene because of the music. And I'm not going to show, obviously, nudity. I don't want to do that on YouTube. But uh, she dances very well. Definitely takes her dress off. She's dancing with her top off. She's got a hat for a minute there. And it's a pretty good scene. Uh, she jumps down and she kisses Patrick Swayze. Brad Wesley's not happy about that. He has a definite scowl on his face from that. And from there, we get a great bar fight. Another great bar fight. Patrick Swayze, Jimmy, all these guys, a great bar fight. Um, it's It really is a good bar fight that we get with these guys. Um Wade Garrett is in there. He's fighting, and Patrick Swayze kind of saves him uh, at one point. But it's a really good bar fight. I really, again, I'm not going to play the bar fight. It's not worth playing. I mean, all you're going to hear is a bunch of thuds and punching. So it's really not worth playing the fight. But uh, right after the fight, they go because obviously the building is burnt, and we get a little scene where they're at Red's house, and he. God damn it. We can salvage the play, Fred. We can build it back up. I'll help you out. Nope. But you got insurance, don't you? 20 years I watched Wesley get richer while everybody else around him got poorer. Can you prove he started the fire? Who are you going to prove it to? <laughs> He's got the sheriff and the whole police force in his pocket, for Christ's sakes. I can call a friend in Springfield who works with the FBI. There's only one person around here you got to prove anything to. That's Wesley himself. You scared him last night. Brad Wesley, he's not afraid of anything, right? Last night. Uh... All right, so the car dealership friend of his said that he was going to uh, make a phone call to the FBI. Well, I guess he made that phone call because... What happens next? Something this. down on a new car. This man, and yes, Derek, I understand. Uh, th- there's nothing wrong with thuds and punching, but when you can't see them, it's kind of shitty. But once again, we get uh, Bigfoot right here, and thanks for stopping by, Derek. And Luke was here earlier. Appreciate him stopping on by. Um, and here we go. I'm going to go ahead and roll with this scene. Again, I'm not going to play. I'm going to play a little bit of it. There's talking, and then right after that, we're going to get uh, right moving along. We've got a little less than 30 minutes left in this movie, which will not take us 30 minutes. You lost your face, Strudmeyer. That's what it is. It's made you an abuser. Well, what are you waiting for, Gary? Drive through there. (laughs) Now, if you're, and once again, if you're actually watching this movie and you look, one of the henchmen standing there is Benny the Jet. He's in a blue shirt and he's just one of the guys just standing there right in the right in the middle of the crowd but he's with the henchman so if you watch this movie Benny the Jet uh is right there the trainer for all these guys i actually didn't know he had a cameo in this movie the, the movie till i just saw him right now and they do get and they do drive that truck right through so there you go i'm not going to play that either but they drive that truck through now they really did this also they drove a truck through a building like this there was no roof on it, but they just they built a little glass dealership and they just drove that thing right over. 
just like a Bigfoot truck would do. Um, and uh, right after that scene, we kind of get... Uh, now, remember, there was a relationship with um, Doc's character in this. Oh, man, this keeps rewinding way more than I want it to. So give me one sec here. All right, we can play it from here. What the hell is wrong with you, Brad? Hey, he's a drifter, you know. See you wind up with somebody like that. It's a shame. This has nothing to do with him. Well, you get him out of here, Elizabeth. And I'm not going to lose a second sleep about it. All right. This didn't make uh, old Dalton too happy. He kind of walked away. He wasn't too happy to see his woman over there talking to this man. So he walks away. Um, but he's pissed. He's pissed. Dalton is pissed. And there's a little scene here next coming up where uh, we see him. And he's just, he's hitting the bag. He's hitting a, 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 a piece of wood with foam on it. He's hitting a bag. He's upstairs. And uh, we get him and Wade Garrett in a little scene here. And uh, we see he's kind of doing this. He climbs up. And uh, this is where uh, him and him and Wade have a little heart-to-heart -heart, uh, upstairs here. And here we go. You don't need this. Tell me what I need. If you want to go, go. Get the fuck out of here and leave me alone. Yeah, you're right. I ought to stop telling you what to do. Maybe I ought to kick your ass. You taught me as much as I ever taught you. All right, so Wade says he's leaving at this point in the movie. Wade Garrett says he's leaving. And Swayze's just still a little fucked up. You know, he's all just a little pissed off. He wants to take Brad Wesley the fuck down. So he's still kicking and punching. But then, of course, he's got, you know, you've got to have uh, Kelly Lynch come to the place and, you know, try to talk him out of it. It's just the way it works. It's the kind of movie. So here we go with that part right there. And I've only got like four no. clips left. Five. Five. You're late for a house call, don't you think? You came to tell me to leave. I care about you, Dalton. You don't know him. Bullshit. Cheers. I know exactly who Brad Wesley is. I have seen his kind many times. He keeps taking and taking until somebody takes him. It's obvious nobody in this town can stand up to him. But you can stop him. Brad Wesley picked me. I never lose. Well, what never. are you going to win? Who's this for anyway? You doing it for them? You know, she has a point here. What was this for? Was this just for his pride? Was this just so he could... I mean, he basically fucked up this whole town. Just for what? Just because this dude pissed him off? I mean, she's got a point. I, I mean, you know, if you, if you really listen to what she's saying, she has a very valid point. I mean, <laughs> she really does. So, anyway, let's keep listening to her. I think so. Emmett's place blows up right there. That's where Emmett's place blows up, obviously. Um, so here we go. He runs. He he goes to get Emmett. He does get Emmett. 
and uh, he brings him out, it throws him down. And he's like, "Am I you okay? I'd be better if you got off me." So then he hears the dirt bike, and this is where we get uh, him and Jimmy get into an. an <laughs> this is one of the biggest fights now. Jimmy has a line in this movie, and I'm I'm just gonna as they're fighting, he grabs uh, Dalton by the back of the head. And he says this line, and um, I gotta, I, I do gotta tell you this line right here. Um, this is a story that uh, Marshall Teague told. So when I play this line, I'll uh, I'll come right back and tell the story. But uh, as he's fighting Jimmy, there's a again, there's a lot of music in this uh, part here, so I'm not gonna play it. But I did want to play this one little part. Here we go. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Uh, Where he says, I'm going to, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Now, he told a story that he took his mother to the premiere of that movie. And when the fight's happening and he said that line, his mother jumped up and proudly screamed, That's my boy. Okay. So just, just imagine that you're in a crowd and you hear that line and that line from his mom. So she was proud of his boy, of her boy at on that day. So uh, anyway, let's go ahead and keep going here. Uh, He does. Jimmy pulls a gun on him and he does end up tearing out Jimmy's throat, just like he did to the guy in Memphis that we that they've talked about a few times. But uh, I, I definitely wanted to get that story out there. It was a story that actually Jimmy Marshall R.T. told um, at, in some interview. So uh, it was funny. But Doc comes up, and she's freaking out. And th- this woman seems to freak out when, I mean, this guy tried to kill him. He This is self-defense. I mean, yeah, he killed him with his bare hands. That's kind of some... That's that's a little crazy, but uh, he throws Jimmy's body in the lake. He screams "fuck you" to Brad Wesley, and Brad Wesley ends up uh, giving him a call the next morning. And let's go ahead and hear the call. It's an ultimatum, is what it is. Well, here's what's on for today, Wade. Well, I just uh, have to flip a coin. Uh, hold on a second. Wesley? I'd sure like to tell you how it turned out. All right. So he hangs up the phone, and he's thinking what he's, what he's supposed to do. And a couple seconds later, uh, Wade Garrett comes stumbling in the bar, and he's like, yeah, he beat the hell. And he's like, oh, there was only three of them. So he's beat to hell, uh, falls on the floor, and obviously, so now he thinks, who's he going to go after? Well, obviously, he's going after the doctor. So immediately, what does he do? He runs. He goes to get the doctor. Um, now, she is still pissed at him because he killed him, a man. So, <laughs> I mean, you, uh, you know, you might want to be a little, I get it. She's a little apprehensive to be with him. He just killed a man with his bare hands. So. Let's go ahead and uh, get into that scene once again. He runs to go get the doctor, and he finds her. He, she's in X-ray, and she's like, Motherfucker, you're crazy. No. 
things were out of here. I'm not going anywhere with you. Oh, yes, you are. Let's go now. Get it. Doc, the man is crazy. Now get out of here. All right, so there we go. So he does get out of there. Um, he leaves her. He ends up going right back to the double deuce. And what does he see on the bar? Wade's passed out. What he looks like he thinks is passed out. Um, but it's not. Actually, it's Wade Garrett with a knife in his chest, dead. And the note that is stuck in him says it was tails. So he kind of conned him here. He kind of made him think that it was Doc to get him out of there and went back. And obviously it was Tails, which means uh, there we go. So he is not very happy here. He pulls the knife out and he ends up going. And what do you think he does? We're at the end of the movie. So what do you think he's going to do? He is going and he is going to kill every fucking one of these guys. And I'll be damned. He pretty much does kill most of these guys. Now, he takes his little Mercedes. Now, quick little fact about the Mercedes. In the beginning of the movie, he gets the car from a garage. That's the same garage used in 48 hours for Reggie Hammond's Porsche. It's the exact same garage. So I think that was the same year. This might have been the same year or within this, uh, the year before, a couple of years before. But... um there you go. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. So here we go. All right. Let's uh, keep rolling here a little bit. So there was that. And he gets the Mercedes. He th rolls it down and it explodes in front of everybody. Now, the knife was stuck in the throttle. And for some reason, this douchebag just had the empty knife just what was he going to go get his knife back or something? He just had the empty knife sheath sitting on his fucking belt. So we find out who killed Wade Garrett. This guy doesn't last very long. I'm not, uh, don't worry about it. So the first guy we see die after the uh, car explosion is uh, Terry Funk. Terry Funk's the first guy we see down. Terry Funk is dead. Um, so he's gone. And then next thing you know, He's rolling through the room. We see John Doe. John Doe's the next one to go down. And uh, <laughs> pretty cool little scene right there. And, of course, we get uh, Giger here. He gets a he, he a polar bear falls on him. Uh, and he's the only one that Patrick Swayze doesn't beat the living shit out of. So that's probably a good thing right there. But anyway, we get into another fight where... We're sitting there, and I would play some of this, but I really can't once again because there's music behind all this stuff. And we get the fight between Brad Wesley and um, Dalton here. And it's it, it's a decent fight. It actually doesn't last very long because next thing you know, um, they're fighting. He pulls a gun. Of course, we know what's supposed to happen when you pull a gun. He kicks the gun out of his hand. He goes to do the little the little throat thing. But, you know, we, we see him here do, do the claw, but he doesn't end up killing the man. Um, he walks away, 
Kelly Lynch comes running down, Doc. And what what do you think happens there? Of course, she comes running down. And um, right after that, here we go. He picks up the gun, and they just start shooting this guy. Now, someone shoots him. Now, we know he doesn't like guns, uh, Dalton, in this movie. It was all of the guys. It was Red. It was the guy who owned the car dealership. It was Emmett. Every single one of those guys took a shot. There we go, Red right there taking a shot with his uh, shotgun. And boom, every single one of these guys take a shot. Even Emmett, blow this guy away through the table. Bam, laying dead. Cops come in. He's laying dead right there. And uh, let's play the last clip. Who's going to tell me what the hell happened here? You see anything, Pete? No, I didn't see anything. You see anything, Tinker? All right, they're doing all they can not to laugh after he said a polar bear fell on me. But uh, I think that's about it right there, everybody. That is that is it right there. That is the end of the movie. So he does, you know, he didn't kill Brad Wesley, but uh, someone ended up doing it. Everything turns out good. So uh, there you go, folks. That is the in-depth review of Roadhouse. Great movie. Um, like I said, one of my favorites at the end of this, there, him and Kelly Lynch are skinny dipping. I don't know why, but if you slow it down, you can probably see Patrick Swayze's junk jiggling around. If you really want to see that, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's completely up to you. That's up to you all the way. If you want to see that, that's, that's, that's you. But anyway, um, once again, I appreciate everybody joining me for this, but, um, definitely was a great movie. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little, uh, a few little facts about the movie, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. I don't need to do all of them, uh, but I will do a few. Um, there was an off-Broadway production filmed for this movie, in uh, not filmed, but produced in 2003, and it was called, are you ready for this? Roadhouse, the stage version of the cinema classic that starred Patrick Swayze. That was the name. The star of this would have been Tymok, from the last Dragon movie, and he would have been wearing a blonde wig. I really, if anyone has video of this, please let me know. I've got to see this. I need to find this. Um, <laughs> now, if you look, some of the uh, some of these characters' names have a lot to do with uh, old, famous Wild West personalities. Wade Garrett uh, shared the surname with Pat Garrett. Obviously, if you've uh, he famously shot Billy the Kid, so we think. Um, Brad Wesley, the main villain, uh, the same last name as John Wesley Harden. He was one of the most notorious and cold-blooded killers in the history of the West. Um, so there you go. Kelly Lynch's character, Doc, obviously named after Doc Holliday, um, or could be, I'm not saying these are all, but uh, Keller, uh, he rents the room from Emmett, Emmett Dalton, Dalton, obviously the leader of the notorious ring of the Dalton gang. So that would be all, and that would be where Dalton got his name from also. And uh, Tillman would have been Bill Tillman, the lawman of Dodge City, Oklahoma. And um, so there's a few little facts right there. 
couple more. Patrick Swayze claimed this film changed the concept of club security across the planet. Uh, and Rowdy Harrington, uh, Harrington, who actually was the uh, producer of this movie, says the appeal of the movie, it goes in a world that people hadn't seen. So there's that right there. Now, when the Double Deuce was first built, like the John Silver, the director, was not happy with it. He actually had the crew kind of tear it up so it looked more like a dive bar uh, in the beginning there. So there you go with that. And let me see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I did not mention in this. Um, there are some other related things. Again, we had uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, or I'm sorry, Red West in this movie who was friend with Elvis. But there were more Elvis-related things in this. Now, back in the Double Deuce after Red, Red Store blows up, uh, Brad Wesley tells Cody to... Uh, Calls him Elvis. Play something with balls. Elvis plays something with balls. Martial Artigue played Rick Colton, who was a martial arts instructor who had an affair with Priscilla Presley in Elvis and Me, which was a documentary movie. And um, it was actually based on her autobiography. And Red West was actually in that and um, knew Elvis. And Patrick Swayze agreed to do this movie, but one of the writers was that he wanted to keep all of the wardrobe once he was done. Uh, he made the similar demand in Ghost. I guess he always kept the wardrobes that uh, that he was was there with. I don't know. That sounds a little weird to me. But uh, once again, everybody, Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze. I'm going to wrap this up. Excellent movie. Check it out. I don't know how you haven't seen it. It's been since 1989, but uh, definitely think you guys should be checking this movie out um, if you have not seen it. I uh, appreciate everybody joining. Once again, I'm on YouTube doing this bad boy, so uh, I know if you uh, were kind of listening on audio and you, you're you like, well, you're explaining a picture. Yes, I am explaining pictures. Jump on YouTube. Uh, once again, search Hollywood Hangout Podcast. You'll find me right over there on YouTube. Um, the one with the uh, Hollywood star. So check, go ahead and look for that. And uh, on that note, I am going to go ahead and I think I'm going to wrap this bad boy up, everybody. Uh, I once again appreciate everybody joining me and I will definitely be doing something next week. Let me check my phone real quick. I actually have kind of a list on my phone here that I want to do next week. Ooh, I got a few different things here. You know what? I got a few different things. I'm going to juggle this schedule around, and uh, we'll see what's going on. But I will probably, I will definitely be doing something next week. Uh, I'm thinking I might do The Outsiders, and I still need to get that Live Aid episode done for everybody, and I'm going to get that done as soon as possible. But uh, thank you, everybody, once again. This is Hollywood Hangout. I am David Richardson. Thank you very much for joining me, everybody. And uh, thanks to everybody who's going to watch us on YouTube. Once again, look up on top of the banner. You can find me on Stitcher and all those places up top there. And uh, thanks again, everybody. See you next time.